This program is in partnership with Open and Clear Broadcasting. Don't miss the call. Join the revolution of the evolving perspective of an awakened consciousness. Are you ready? Join the community at openandclear.com. version of Ho'oponoono, the practice of giving and receiving of love. As you may have heard of Ho'oponopono, this practice revived to its original edition is a little different than the famous version of Ho'oponopono. Developed by an original Limerian on the continent of Mu, Ho'opono'ono was his gift of a technique that he was taught by the universal spiritual universe, the development and awakening to the balance of all universal systems and the awakening of what ultimately is the self of God. To learn more, please visit www.openandclear.com. So many things we have to deal with every day, isn't there? It's like, it's every direction, all over the place. <laughs> it's like there's always something. And it's sure to show you that there's always something there. And if there is nothing, you're too worried that it's something. <laughs> there's got to be something wrong, you know, that sense of it's quiet. A little too quiet <laughs> even uh, the sense of liberation and discovering this sensation of peace and just having perfect <laughs> perfect love as your only sensation <laughs> like it's loving maybe a little too loving <laughs> start getting all suspicious about it is this the quiet before the storm? We've gotten pretty conditioned to this idea of opposition, dealing with this world and 
there's always something around the corner, right? And it's either you say that as if it's a fact, or I'm more saying it like, like it's a habit. Like it's a habit that we think that there's always something around the corner. Now, I don't know about you, I, I think it's something about just my person. But it's like there's always some sort of pain in my body. Always. I can be at peace with it, that's no problem. But there's always some sort of irritation of pain in my body. And it, they might not be pronounced and strong and keeping me from walking or anything. Sometimes they are, right? It's like, how interesting is it that, yeah, if you, right now, you might have just looked and wanted to see if that was true for you, and you probably found some sort of pain in your body. <laughs> Pay no mind to that you were actually looking for pain, and you found what you were looking for. This wonderful thing about reality is that we can make it and distort it into any fashion we want. We can make it seem like any pain is painful. I mean, not just any pain, but any sensation is painful. You might not know it to that extreme yet, but the fact that you are searching even your mind now for this sense of pain throughout your body, you will find it regardless of how much or how little it is. And that's because even if it is just a sensation that could be deemed as not painful, your body would feel as if it's not satisfying you. I know we, we like to think that, well, it doesn't satisfy me a lot because it doesn't give me all the things that I've ever wanted. But it's more or less the idea here that what you believe, not so much what you think you want, but what you believe. And it's a manifestation of what you believe. And you think that it has to be direct, right? Well, I mean, the whole reason I have to tell you about this is because it's not direct. Like, oh, I believe in pain in the foot. Oh, that's why I feel the pain in the foot. That, think of it more as a screen uh, representation. I used to say, think of it like a TV screen, and it's your body, and it's trying to communicate all the things it believes or it represents and what you believe. And so it shows specific images on it to represent these things. And while there's so many different <laughs> angles of perception in which you can look at your body and see that obviously a tooth is different than an eyeball or a knee, and in the same sense in which you can have different thoughts about a tooth than you can have about a knee, 
Also, do they represent different thoughts or beliefs? And while I brought it up about this totality of your experience of your body, that there's always some sort of pain there. I need to emphasize that regardless if you have a thought of negativity or pain or anything like that, the body in itself is a representation of having this idea of essentially separation. That it is only present because you think of yourself as separate. And these separate things, um, these separate, separated ones, as it's often referred to, of the, the bodily people walking around, it's, it's kind of interesting because you want to also think that, well, everybody's doing this. Well, that's kind of the point here. So you think everybody's doing what you're doing, and that's exactly right, because separation is exactly what we're referring to. Separation from everyone. So it's the whole package deal, regardless if you have 20,000 ideas of separation or one. It's the whole thing. Everything, all the body, all the world, all the universe as physicality of opposition is a representation of having even one single idea opposite to the reality of what it really is. So once you, for an example, get rid of all grievances and resentments and these ideas of separation, then you will see the actuality of what it really is. It's pretty awesome. I know, I was saying ideas of separation, and then I referenced to them as grievances and resentments. Well, most of, as far as these ideas, even something as obvious as retaliation, does seem as if, you know, you're separate from the person that did something to you, and you want to do something back. Or you are unable to do something back, and you instead resent or have some sort of upset or you have experienced a loss of somebody or anything like that and you feel separate from them as if there is a distance between you so there's a lot of different variations in which this idea of separation can manifest itself but I can contest to you in the actual forgiveness process in which all of these things are for, essentially, is the <laughs> not just the revelation, but the actual ascension into an alternate reality. This transfiguration of what you think is your body into the reality of its representation as without opposites. Yeah without good feelings and bad feelings. So it's essentially just the good feelings, because there's nothing other than that. But as we get into this, often it's misunderstood because we're so obsessed 
with this idea of separation that we think that means not the bad things. If it doesn't, if it's not the bad things, it's also not the good things. So let's try and understand that here. That it's actually right here and right now. So as you came into a moment, let's say you are confronted with a, the option of a good thing and the option of a bad thing. It's right here and right now still. So you can embrace this good thing and try to push away and avert this bad thing. But you're not recognizing what it actually is. So the recognition of what's this actuality with no idea of separation understands no difference between this good thing or this bad thing. That it's as oblivious if I, as if I say and point to him as this and that. Now, you might have a guess which one uh, I'm referring to when I say this and that, but essentially the knowledge is as oblivious to it and knowing it <laughs> as the actual reality in which it is. So it knows no difference even in this moment right now. That if it's confronted by a good thing or a bad thing, it doesn't make its decisions about what they are or what it's looking at or what it's feeling. That in fact it's at a totally different level in which it's, say, receiving doesn't even apply its information. Guidance in the same fashion of receiving this information of where to go, what to do, is almost nearly out of the question because it has nothing to do with being opposite or separate or having the absence of knowledge and receiving from the totality of knowledge. That in fact, when you do discover this unity in actuality, you are one with this eternal essence of the spiritual universe. You are one with all knowledge of all existence. But so often, just like our life and through time and what it's for and what, say, this knowledge generated and created it for is not to discover its own reality, but to escape its reality. And that's not in a way that it didn't like. Like you want to think, oh, I want to escape my life right now. That's why I want to ascend, and which it is not going to work. Um, <laughs> just like, oh, I want to escape and go to the Bahamas. You know, I want to go to the Bermuda Triangle because I want to escape physical laws. That's cool. But in this understanding that, you know, no, you can't escape it in that fashion. And in the reality, escape has nothing to do with like or dislike. It has nothing to do with processing anything as good or bad. It's strictly just embracing love and acceptance and yes all the time. There is no no. It's always yes. And even if it said no, it would be a yes it would be a no that means yes. 
Just like if it was to state about its different colors or frequencies, it's strictly the same color, the same frequency. It's, it's a little confusing, but that's why we developed this world like this. So that we can experience something else. It's like any creator. I'm sure you do your arts and your crafts, maybe. Maybe you're some sort of creator of some sense. And it wouldn't be too fun for you in this bodily presence to simply paint the same painting over and over and over again. And even more so that you're still in the same stroke over and over and over again, as if it was never done. And you do it again with no angst, no problem with it, but that's all you do. It's kind of like that. Now what if, and this is where the thought came in about time, what if, <laughs> what if we actually ended and finished this painting? Say what? This is something completely oblivious to the reality of what we are. If we ended, we would have to have began. It was just a tiny little idea. I mean, it doesn't have to destroy everything, but what if? Well, if you want to experience what if, there's no better way than firsthand. Completely enveloping you in the experience as if it is all you know. Here you are. How are you enjoying it? It's quite a beautiful painting you are establishing here. But as we were discussing, there's always a sense of pain, isn't there? There's this thing about this time factor here. Is that the only way to have time is that it must be divided up. And to look at that as a sense of percentage being accepted, there is always a percentage that is not being accepted. So in the actual occurrence of our reality, we have to have something that we're not accepting. And that's what I refer to as a grievance or an idea of separation. We have to have something not accepted. This is and always will be a sense of pain within your being. It is an idea of death. The body and the physical representation, which quite literally moves in time, is a representation of having this part in which you don't accept. You can't see that part. It's completely oblivious to you so that you can focus on the part you do accept. Welcome to life as a body doomed to die. But why is it doomed to die? You say, well, let me tell you. Sit down, little kitties. Eventually, it's going to accept the fullness of this percentage of itself. And there is a point in there in which what it has accepted as a physical body 
exceeds the ideas of its capacity. This enters into what others refer to, oh, I, I do too, as an alternate dimension. That dimension is, is an angle of perception. Okay. So the way of gaining and achieving this, if you really wanted to go there, is, is by exceeding your capacity and what does that quite literally mean? It literally means that you have to do something that you are not capable of doing. Most likely, immediately, you thought of physical activities, and this is not referring to that. Nor is it referring to energetic activities Nothing about the etheric realm or anything. But remember, as we discussed here, that the only way to have this physical body and this physical world is to have an idea of separation, an idea of grievance, resentment, some sort of idea there that keeps you apart from anything or anyone else, say even God. And what you can't do in this capacity is not have any of those. So once you really forgive every idea that you have about separation, you will exceed the capacity in which your body and physical world is able to represent. This is what happened to me. And while you go there and you think of, of wow, it's going to be amazing, I'm never going to come back, one thing that does happen is that you remember why you developed this experience in the first place. You know, before it ever happened, before time ever began. And you actually grasp the whole reason and, you know, you might actually make the decision like myself to continue because there's nothing to be afraid of. And it's doomed to end, isn't it? But just like in my death experience, I had to accept at least one grievance or resentment. I accepted one of each. And here I am. Instantaneously, I came back, all snapped back into this body as if nothing happened. I resented the fact that I would never experience being a father, which I saw. I had a bit of a grievance towards the person I was with, sending off the wrong message of what happened to me and why I left, and kind of my teaching. The two things, I'm really only the priorities in my life. So I'm simply here raising my kids and over here teaching and spreading the message and helping others understand that if they want to get out, I know exactly how to do it. You don't have to put it off for years if you really honestly want to do it. 
But if you were honest that you were putting it off for years, like myself, that's perfectly acceptable too. There's no reason to save time, but you can do it if you want to. Eternity has no real establishment of time, even as your presence of time in this life is outside of eternity. That the beginning and the end of your time goes back to the same place in which you say you began and you say you end. So as much as we're getting into some pretty intense ideas, we have been, we're using this technique, aren't we today? Yeah. As much as I wanted to focus a little bit, well, I didn't really have any agenda at all on this pain and that we have, it's more about a grievance and a resentment, isn't it? And as you are applying this practice to any of them and all of them, eventually you will succeed. It is inevitable. In fact, it's required. So why don't you think of someone that you have a resentment towards? Or something that you didn't achieve that you want to? Or maybe something that you miss or wish you don't wish you didn't have or don't have or could have? <laughs> if you can get a distinct image of whatever you think of, we can apply this quickly. But recognize that the whole reason I'm telling you about all this is because this is exactly what all this is for. You say you want to heal your mind. Do you understand that means ascending and transcending the entire world? A fully healed mind does not experience the physical world in the same sense and when it thought it needed healing. So think of this person sitting in front of you, this object maybe. And find a relaxed position. Repeat after me, filling in the blank with a hum with the identification of the other person or object or whatever it might be. And then towards yourself with the same phrase, filling in your name. In your mind's eye, direct your attention to them and to you while doing so. I 
I am sorry. Mm -hmm. I am sorry. Mm -hmm. I forgive you. Mm -hmm. I forgive you. Mm -hmm. I thank you. Mm -hmm. I thank you. Mm -hmm. I trust you. Mm -hmm. I trust you. Mm -hmm. I love you. Mm -hmm. I love you. Mm -hmm. Choose to know you as perfect. Mm -hmm. I choose to know you as perfect. Mm -hmm. I choose to see you at peace. Mm -hmm. I choose to see you at peace. Mm -hmm. I choose to feel you as love. Mm -hmm. I choose to feel you as love. Mm -hmm. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I accept full responsibility for these situations in my life.
You have been listening in on the revived technique and examples of Ho'oponoono, developed over 200,000 years ago on the continent of Mu by an original Limerian shaman. To learn more, please visit www.openandclear.com. Request a free copy of the Ho'oponoono practice PDF by emailing openandclear at gmail.com. Thank you for joining with us and have a beautiful day. Thank you.